Hey, this is Sherry Harmel. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to join the VIP waitlist for my new book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. Just like the show, this workbook and journal will help you overcome the challenges on your journey to finding your joie de vivre. Go to www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com to sign up now. Are you over 50 and just got a divorce? Well, if the answer is yes, you are part of the great divorce phenomenon. But now what, right? Those are the questions we're asking. Welcome, everyone, to the Extraordinary Women's Show. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel, and today we are going to talk about how to get back on your feet after a great divorce and start walking towards your dreams. I went through a great divorce myself, so I've been on this path before, my friends, and it's not easy, even if you are the one who filed as I was, it can leave you feeling alone, empty, dull, unattractive, and dare I say, old. Many of us who were married, we were married for a long time. You know, we gave our partners what we assumed maybe were going to be the best years of our lives, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, maybe even your 50s. But what if I told you Your best years are in front of you. Shocking, right? But they can be. It all depends on you. If you want that, want to feel excitement for your life, and you're committed to taking action, you've got all the necessary tools to make this next chapter, post your divorce, more than a little bit fabulous. First, I'm going to start with gratitude. And yes, I know that's a really weird place to start, right? But what, and this is the question to ask yourself, what did you gain from those 15, 20, or even 30 years of marriage? Trust me, finding the gifts from your marriage will help open you up to possibilities rather than you being stuck in sadness. So what are you grateful for? Of course, you know, we have our children. We love our kids. Even if they drive us nuts, we love them. But I want you to go beyond that. What lessons did you learn from your marriage that put you, maybe put your life, if I can say that, on a new trajectory? For example, I'll give you some of my own here. I learned how to budget my money. My former husband was an ex-CPA. And that man, I'm telling you, loved his green ledger, sheets more than he ever loved me. I hated those sheets. I'd have to enter in every little expense that I, you know, made and put it in the right category on those green ledger sheets. I was in the investment business, which is all about the big picture, the companies that are going to do well in the long term. Do I want to buy that stock now? Do I want to hold it? Whatever it might be, building bond ladders over a period of time big picture, right? I never really learned, honestly, how to budget my own income and expenses. But I learned by doing it. And those green ledger sheets taught me an awful lot. It's been an invaluable tool as I manage my own money post-divorce. I also learned from my marriage and divorce that how I create unhealthy relationships, specifically 
I learned that I can't get people to love me by overdoing for them. That is at the root of an unequal relationship, but yet I created it. I believe that if I did enough for my husband, he'd suddenly wake up one morning and realize, oh my gosh, I love that woman. He didn't. And it was a hard but very good lesson for me to learn that really unraveled every prior relationship I had, all the way back to my family of origin. So that was a huge lesson. And I also learned that no one is a mind reader. They can't, no one else can read your mind and you can't read theirs. So you need to know what it is that you want because truly, you know, not only do they not know what you want, what's going on in your head, you have absolutely no idea what's going on in theirs. So you have to ask for what you want and not make assumptions that everyone else around you is going to figure out what it is that you really want just by being around you. So once I had that gratitude list, I could see that my marriage was a learning experience that really gave me many, many gifts that I may not have learned if my marriage to my former husband had not happened. But if this idea has you a bit stuck, I can recommend an excellent book. Debbie Ford, who was a wonderful coaching teacher, she really was in that intersection, if I can say that, between therapy and coaching. And she was my very first coaching teacher, both I started uh, going through her programs for my own benefit, and then I became uh, certified in all of her coaching methods. But she wrote a little book titled Spiritual Divorce, and I used that book. Uh, really, uh, I did it from a coaching training program, but I really used it on my own marriage. It's a beautiful little book that will take you through the processes. You know, it really helps you to stand back and look at what were the gifts that you got from that particular marriage and what were the gifts you got from the divorce and, and also to understand your own role in that relationship. So what you want is, is to connect with all of that so that you can move forward. So not next, once you've got that gratitude list, your next step is to really Figure out and identify how you want to feel in this next chapter of your life. Where are the deficits? Where is your gap, as I call it in my book? The feelings are a very, focusing in on your feelings, I should say, are a very positive way to get you moving towards your future happiness. But let's go through just an example, because this is one I hear quite often from my coaching clients. That is a confidence. I want to feel more confident, but I want you to go underneath that confidence about what. So let's say <clears throat> it starts with feeling more confidence about handling your money. Will you have enough money? That's a question everyone asks post-divorce. It's one of the biggest fears women over 50 um, experience, especially if you're alone. It doesn't matter how much money you already have or how much you make, fears around money often come up. If this is you, your next step is to get a good support team. So you have identified the feeling, and the next step is what can I do to get those feelings? First, get a good team to support you in this area. You need a financial advising team. If you don't already have one, 
you know, talk to other women who maybe are single investors, are very involved in their investment. Maybe they're married, but they're, they're the ones that are leading their own investment um, program. Ask them who they're using. Ask them if they're happy with their team, how it works, how that team operates. Some teams, financial teams, buy and hold. So it's a set portfolio. Other financial teams will trade within that particular account once you've identified what your objectives are. So this is your overall financial security. It's really to set up so that set you up so that you have enough money to last however long that you live. Next, I want you to get into if this is what comes up for you, a feeling that you want is to get into your daily, monthly, and yearly expenses. Figure out how to budget if you haven't already done so. And um, quickest way to do that is to really start to keep track of your regular expenses. Now, most of you, if you're going through a divorce, you've already done that, but continue to do that because sometimes what happens is we completely underestimate those daily expenses, those weekly expenses, those monthly expenses that we typically have. Get yourself a good CPA or accountant to do your taxes. And for for that, uh, again, referrals. I I will fall back into referrals all the time in this particular area because anyone can sell, quote unquote, that they are good at something. I want to talk to other women who have had experience with those particular people, with that financial team, with that CPA, whatever it is, so that I know someone has actually walked their walk um, with that particular person and that or that team and that they can do what they claim to do. Now, let's say you're comfortable with the money, but the confidence that you want to feel is all around how you look and how you feel as a woman. Now, <laughs> and I put myself in this category, many women who have gone through divorces later in life tell me that feeling confident or even sexy doesn't matter anymore. Like, who's going to look, right? But it does. It matters to us as women. Whether you ever want to get married again, whether you ever want to have another partner, how you feel, you know, is in this area is super important. Because I think as women, we want to feel confident and sexy right up to when we are called to the pearly gates. So I want you to ask yourself, who can help me if that's something I want? Who can help me? You know, I always go to YouTube, <laughs> honestly. You know, YouTube, the encyclopedia of today. Um, and, and check out videos of women, other women uh, who are styling women your age, women with your style kind of sense. I highly recommend Marianne from the French Chic Expert, and all of my suggestions will be down in the show notes. Um, Marianne was on one of our podcast shows. She's absolutely fabulous. She also has a course that she takes ladies through that I think might be very helpful. It's something that's on my bucket list. Another is um, Beth DeJolly from Style at a Certain Age. She has a different style than um, Marianne, uh, Marianne is French and obviously lives in France. Um, but Beth is in the, the US, the Southern United States, and she has an entirely different style. So find someone that appeals to you. Then there's Sarah Griot. Uh, Sarah 
you wrote uh, for the Extraordinary Women magazine for almost every single issue on style. Um, and she and I just did a podcast show uh, on writing your online dating profile. Sarah's what I call a professional dater. <laughs> and um, she had all kinds of outfit suggestions for those dates. So check that out too. Sarah's fantastic. You know, sometimes those women are all kind of in my age group. And sometimes I watch younger women. Uh, I love Josie, who is in the Cotswolds in the UK. Um, she's quite a vlogger, as they now call themselves. Uh, Josie is really a lifestyle vlogger. Um, so, but that's fun too, because I like recipes, but she also has excellent skincare recommendations. And um, she brings in her mother. She talks about her mother every once in a while. And her clothing suggestions, you know, again, they fit me. It's a more casual lifestyle. And uh, so often I watch Josie because it's enjoyable. It doesn't matter that Josie's young enough to be my daughter. Explore. Just see what's out there. See what fits you. You could also have a color analysis done. I had one done. Oh, my gosh. Must have been 20 years ago, I would say, maybe 15 years ago. And I got a whole fan of, of my colors, both for makeup as well as clothing. Very fun. And it is incredibly valuable, both in how you decorate your house, because the colors you use in your home should be the colors that fit you. But also, it really helped me to um, understand what colors look good on me, what what colors you know, bring out the, the color in my face the, versus, you know, contrasting. As an example, I love lilacs. Lilacs are one of my favorite, favorite flowers, but the color lilac does not like me. We are not a partner. And it's interesting because I never buy anything prior to doing the color wheel or color analysis. I never ever bought lilac colors and because I didn't feel good in them. And I also have never decorated with lilac. So it's very interesting that sometimes intuitively what you know feels good or doesn't feel good is actually right on. But a color analysis is fun and it makes you feel good and gives you some direction when you go out and shop. Now, if you are kind of stuck in that sadness and feel like you're struggling, I want to also say don't hesitate to try to find a therapist. Now, finding a therapist is sort of like online dating. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be funny. I mean that to be serious. You set up multiple appointments with multiple therapists so that you can find the therapist that is absolutely perfect for you. Referrals are great. But referrals on everything. So the therapist that might work for me or for your best friend will not work for you. Go through several of them and really trust what your, what your gut instinct is telling you. Is this the one? Again, if you, you know, therapists are hard to find. So if it takes you a while, go to Debbie Ford's spiritual divorce book. And I think you might find that also really, really helpful. We want to deal with the baggage of our divorces before we rejoin the dating world. I have found that it, those people that don't end up being attracted to the same people who have been in their lives previously, just different faces, different names, but many of the same issues. We've all got 
Yeah, we're of that age. We've all got little red wagons we pull around with us that are filled with our baggage, as I call it. You know, we've lived a lot. We've learned a lot. We've had a lot of pain. We've had a lot of happiness. And all of that junk, so to speak, um, sometimes gets stuck in our little red wagons that we drag around. So I have found that life is just so much better as I have worked through my own issues and accepted responsibility for how I contributed to some of the dysfunctional relationships in my life. And that has enabled me to find people who have also done their work and bring them into my life. And that's who, you know, we all want to surround ourselves with in this next chapter of your life. Another area that's going to change is holidays, rituals, celebrations. We all just got through the holidays of December and then the New Year's. And you know now that things are going to change and we have to reimagine, be open to reimagining new ways that we can celebrate holidays and still have, you know, enjoyment. It's all perspective, right? We can feel excitement for those events rather than sadness over what was. Mother's Day, birthdays, Christmases, Hanukkahs, New Year's. There are so many different ways to do these days, right? It doesn't have to be how we did them in the past. It can be breakfast instead of dinner. It can be games instead of gifts. You know, for years after my divorce, I've now been divorced 10 years. And for years, I had nothing to do with my former husband. But starting last year, my daughter has had some issues and we've gotten together to celebrate the birthdays of our joint grandchildren, as well as a few of the holidays. And honestly, I could not have done this in the years shortly after my divorce, but because I've done the work, so to speak, I now look at it as it's okay. It's not the easiest, but I do it for my daughter and for my grandkids. And, you know, I have to say it's fun. It's actually enjoyable. Now that won't work for everyone. Um, but I want to, I, I share that because I want you to consider different ways to celebrate the holidays and special events. Do what will help you to not mourn what was, but instead be excited for the new. Now, another way to move forward after a great divorce is to explore the activities and holidays that you love or that you always thought, I would love to try that, because you are now free to explore whatever interests you, and you know that you can change your mind. So you can sign up for an art class, but if you don't like it, you can stop doing it. It's all up to you. If you go to a a theater performance, and you're bored out of your mind, you can get up after intermission and leave. There's nothing that says you can't because you're in charge, which is very, very fun. We're going to segue, though, into what I think is one of the most important components to really thriving after a gray divorce, and that's good friends. Good friends make all the difference in our lives. Friends may change after divorce. You know, you might find that you're suddenly invited to lunches, um, but rarely dinners. And you may not be invited to some of the parties or gatherings that you were invited to before. But that isn't always the case. Honestly, I just got back from Nashville, where I met a good friend of mine and her husband for a fantastic concert. 
I've also joined them on a river cruise. They never seem to mind me being the third wheel. Plus, you know, we've known each other since college, so we have lots of shared stories and lots of teasing and loads of laughter. So, you know, you 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 sometimes might find yourself number three in that group and make that okay. It, who knows? It might end up to be a number four at some point. Um, now, I've also got and made, uh, developed a couple of really good friends in Boston, back in Minnesota. I have continued connecting with several of my sorority sisters via a monthly book club that I set up after the divorce, long after the divorce. Then in Paris, because I spend half the year roughly in Paris, I've got two really good Parisian friends. Reconnecting and deepening those friendships have all enriched my life in ways that I don't know would have ever developed if I had stayed in my dysfunctional marriage. So I want you to think about how you can grow and expand your friendships. Again, it's kind of like online dating. You know, if if you, you know, reach out and join some organizations and go to events, you might find, you know, that next great friend that you have. And if you minimize your little red wagon of baggage that, you know, you're dragging around with you and do your work so that there's you, you've dealt with all of that, you will meet like-minded women who also live with that same authenticity and truthfulness that you choose to live with. Do find other women who have gone through some of the same experiences, but make sure they're moving forward. You, yes, you need to vent, you need to cry, share, explain, ask questions, all of that. And you need good friends that let you do that. But you also need to surround yourself with women, excuse me, women friends who are moving forward, who are planning and designing, whether they're married or not, they're fabulous next chapters. When I return home after one of those get togethers, I'm telling you, I'm totally jazzed. I can hardly sleep. I'm so excited for my next chapter. So in closing, good friends will make all the difference in the joy you feel in this next chapter of your life. Find them and then nurture those relationships. They will provide the foundation of your joie de vie. Take care, everyone. I want to thank you for joining me today. Share this YouTube video or podcast with anyone who you think might benefit from this conversation. Abiento.